Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Coach's Corner. I'm Coach Andrew Poretz from Ingenuity Coaching. I help people discover and fulfill their passions and greatness. My mission is to inspire and challenge you to dream big dreams and with my coaching, help you to manifest those dreams into reality. You can visit my website at www.myfuturecoach.com and follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash coachandrew. By the way, we're, we're within about 150 downloads of my 10,000th listener, and if you think you're that person and you let me know about it, you can win a full three-month coaching package. You can see my show blog for more details. If you're listening live and you have a question, the phone number is 646-929-2893. Again, that's 646-929-2893. You'll be able to listen to the show on the phone, and if you press number one, this will let me know you have a question. We also have a live chat room right on the show page where you can feel free to join in and ask questions there. Tonight's guest is Stephanie Michelle of socialbling.org. Stephanie has been managing social networking plans for companies and individuals for over 10 years, even before online social tools existed. She teaches best practices in popular social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Stephanie is a social innovator both online and offline, making her one of the few social media professionals who hybrids online activity with real-life laws of nature, producing measurable results through qualified relationships. You can learn more about Stephanie Michelle at www.socialbling.org. Stephanie, are you with us? I am with you, Andrew. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Very, <laughs> hello. Very excited to have you on my show. I'm so glad to be here. So first of all, tell us about social bling. You know, I've been putting it out all day. Get your social bling on. <laughs> it's a fun thing to say, isn't it? It is. I, I love saying that. I, I do, too. You know, I, I wanted, uh, I think the word relationships is a big word, and sometimes too big for people to want to talk about. I call it the R word. So I wanted to have some fun with, um, with what I named my company, and I thought, huh, social bling, because, you know, you really can't have any other kind of bling without mm-hmm. having really good relationships in your life. Absolutely. So my people are my bling, and that's kind of what I teach everybody else to do, is to you know, create bling relationships. Your people are your peeps. My people are my peeps. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the your most peeps. treasured thing in my life. You know, right. I, everything I know is through you know, coaches and mentors and teachers mm-hmm. and friends. And, you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't be, I wouldn't be where I am without them. So never forget the little people. <laughs> and the big people. And you know, the big you, people. You, you need, uh, the I say that people. part of the, the giant people, yeah. yeah. I, I say the social bling formula really is made up of three circles, and your inner circles, those mentors and teachers that just are immeasurable in knowledge and, and have um, been able to challenge you along your way and help you get to where you want to be. And then you have the supporters that you know, may, might do some of the grunt work, or, but they're always there and you can rely on them. And challengers, too, you know, because you can't believe uh, your own stuff all the time. You have to be challenged to kind of go to the next level, and so challengers become really important as well. You know, believing your own stuff, that's always um, one of the dangers in life. I, I, I call it I believe in your own BS. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. using the polite term for BS. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, one of my favorite books is The Four Agreements. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, Right. Well, do you know mm-hmm. there's a fifth agreement? Uh, was that Did you know best? 
No, wait, that's the <laughs> dog beetle. No, no. no. Uh, tell me, really? <laughs> yeah. I did not like, know that. It, the, the fifth agreement essentially is don't believe anybody else and don't believe you either. And, it, and I loved it. At first I was like, oh, no, I just mastered the four. No way can there be a fifth. And then when I read it, I thought it was so, you know, so relevant to what's going on today because we're kind of in this land of self-promotion. I'm like, yeah, I get that. That, that. that makes sense, and I'm glad that he revised. And it had to have been a real hard step for him to do, to come back out and say, wait a second, guys, I forgot the Fifth Agreement. <laughs> so here's a new book. So is this an, another book or a re, reissue, or what was it? He, he did another book. Yeah, oh, okay. he did another book. Yeah, I, 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 no, I love this guy's name. You have to say it very, very poetically, though. Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it like that. Yeah, and he speaks like that. He has a he does a lot of video vlogging on his Facebook fan page, mm-hmm. and he definitely has one of those romantic, you know, voices that you just want to sit and drink coffee or maybe tequila. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> and listen to what he's ta- what he's talking about because he's very, very grounded, very spiritual, and very sincere about what he talks about. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I've spoken uh, several times about that book uh, here. Uh, that's actually a book that was given to me by somebody who makes it a habit of when she meets somebody interesting, she wants to pass this on to them. And it's her wow. way of kind of like it's paying it forward. But she's, at the time that she gave it to me, which was several years ago, she, that was I was her number 12. Wow. Yeah. She gave it away approximately you. once a month she gave it away. Wow. That's cool. That's yeah. really impressive. You know, it is a nice little giftable book. It's an easy beach read, you know, a couple hours on the beach and you've got it. But um, what? that's nice. I, I'd love to know what she's up to right now. Maybe she's tweeting about that. Yeah, I, I you know, it's it's somebody who I, I wish, I, I can't even be honest with you, I cannot remember her name. I can only tell you I know where I met her. I remember where it was and how this came to be. And I've seen her, you know, that one, probably one time or tw- two times in my life. Wow. And that was, huh. you know, like, I don't know, seven years ago? Maybe she's listening now. Maybe she'll be the 10,000 listener. Maybe. How great would that be? <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's good karma. Yeah, very good <clears throat> karma. So so you uh, would you describe yourself as sort of a, a master of relationship building through uh, social media tools? I I would say that I'm an advocate for relationship building at to begin with, like I, I really truly believe in the statistic that um, I think it was rich, originally put out by Dale Carnegie Institution that uh, anyone's personal uh, financial success is going to be based on only 15% technical knowledge or skill and 85% the ability to really connect with people. And so, like to me, like every anybody that's successful has to have some means to relate and connect and build relationships. And it's super important, yet, again, we just don't want to talk about relationships, or as soon as that word comes up, people think more about their personal dating habits than, right. oh, sure. you know, business relationships, those have to be cultivated, and I need to concentrate on them. So I said, you know, what, why I can actually say that I've been doing this for 10 years is my background is very traditional marketing, and I, I, I could see this coming 10 years ago. I could just see that we were reaching this point where uh, we were almost bombarded by marketing messages, right? And we would eventually look for a means to make decisions based on who we knew. And that would be more powerful. And if we could harness that online, that's essentially, you know, word-of-mouth marketing. Mm-hmm. So 
I see these tools when when everything really started breaking, and I see it. I trace it back to really, uh, you know, what happened with our economy. That when when things were going down and we were we were disenchanted with government and business, people were crying out for accountability and transparency. And up comes news stories about LinkedIn and these tools that are allowing us to you know connect and ask questions and you know um, use to find jobs. <laughs> you need to find jobs there. So I just I you know I'm. I immediately knew what this was. I'm like, I would, this is a tool. These are the tools now that we're going to use to build relationships. You know, what, you know what I'd really like to hear you, uh, you know, give, give me a little bit of a, a building block here and start by defining relationship. Right. Well, um, <laughs> a bad one or a good one? <laughs> well, really, you don't want me to tell you a bad dating story. No, <laughs> no, no. We're not talking about bad dating stories at all. We're talking about in the context of, of this conversation, yeah. what is a relationship? Uh, when somebody hears that word, what should they really think? Well, it, it, a relationship is something that you're you're looking at somebody, uh, a biz, you know, you're looking at somebody, and you're saying this person has value, and so I'm going to do something to make sure that the, that I continue to know this person, that they're that we're continuously in each other's you know uh, mind space. So maybe more of an example is you. Instead of like looking at everything as a quick sale, you're like, I want to build long-term relationships because I don't have to work. You know, if I put the time and build trust and you know and, and build integrity in this relationship, that's going to pay off, and well, it's going to pay off over and over and longer down the road yeah. than if I don't care and I just kind of quick connect and get in and get out, and they never hear from me again, and really we haven't built anything up. So I, I guess. To define the relationship, I would say like it's something that it's it's long term. You're really going for a long term goal here, and you're committing to getting to know somebody. And you know, most importantly, and I say this a lot, you're doing something that's mutual. You know, so you're thinking, hey, I I know you like this, and so I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to make this easier for you because you bring value to me all day long. So I want to return that. And that essentially creates, you know, the strongest type of relationships. Mm. So there's really there's connection, there's mutual, there's reciprocity. I would imagine there's um, commonality. There's how can I help you? How can you help me? Mm-hmm. Um, trust. Trust. Pro- pro- probably maybe the single biggest aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, but you know the big thing that I uh, speak a lot about and teach clients is you know return the favor, keep things going. You know when you talk, want to talk about viral action on online um, in a relationship kind of way, you should always be a facilitator for introductions. Like if you meet people and you have this in your head, you know there's not really I don't I don't exactly know how I can connect with this person so let me go into the mode like who may I connect this person with and who would mm. might benefit from this person if you keep that energy going that's like that's virtual energy offline because now so, someone you're planting that seed you know like those real fun commercials that are going the pay it forward commercials and are showing how that works you're putting that out there and it does come back to you it does come back around so like facilitate it's like one thing that you can do even online you know and, and it is being done online when you look at twitters and um at replies and 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 rt or retreating it's like that's a kind of a way of being a facilitator you're promoting somebody else and they're going to see that and they're going to if 
you know, if they really grasp what's going on here, they're going to do that back for you. And you're keeping energy out there. Uh, I, I'm actually, that's in a, in, a, in a large way, that's the basis of this show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're aware of that, but I, my show is rather than being the Coach Andrew show, and let me tell you all about me for an hour every week, Right. I'll tell you about me for for 30 seconds in the beginning, 30 seconds at the end. But the rest of the show is I let's 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 show the world this very interesting person that I found. Yeah. Well, I like your idea that every coach needs a coach too. You know that we we all can keep learning and and uh, exchanging information and sharing that information with others. So yeah, absolutely. That's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. So I have like, since I have like, a, I am almost at ten thousand listens. That means I have introduced forty six people. Well, it's like forty three because I had I had two repeats, uh, repeat guests. But I've had introduced forty three people to ten thousand people. <laughs> That's incredible. And and I I can say I don't know if you're. I, we can't see you blushing, but I can say that I know that you do that offline too because when we first connected. You live in New York. I live in Los Angeles, yes. and you introduced me to people out here that you know. So uh, I, I right. know that you get. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know that you it. get it. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, and I, you know, I'm, I am, uh, as you know, a Facebook, uh, bit of a Facebook fanatic, and I, and I love the ability to uh, connect people uh, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I do too. I, you know, I try to explain um, one, one of my personal. Things you know, for fun. This is what I do for fun. I'm so into the space, and so this, you'll, you'll laugh when I tell you the story. But what I do for fun is trying to get non-social media believers, hence um, uh, older demographics. Um, you know, I was I, I was raised in, in the Midwest, so I um, most of my family's there. So parents in general, I have a very uh, very smart and, and amazing mother that just will not get on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell her, like, in conversation, she's a fantastic salesperson. She's been one all of her life. And um, I try to explain to her, because she does know how to connect to people, and she talks a lot about being overwhelmed with her task list. Like, Mom, if you can just get on Facebook, it's so much easier. It's Mm -hmm. so, so much easier to, to like, now reach out and and tell two people about each other. And it's not time-consuming, but she's intimidated by it, you know. So I have to – I, what I've done now, my new strategy with my parents is I went through my stepfather and I got him. He's on and he loves it, ah. loves it. He's had a fantastic time. And actually, they have a a uh, bar restaurant in Michigan, and I got that. I set up a Facebook fan page for them, and they were convinced that their, you know, that their uh, demographics wouldn't wouldn't know, you know, what to do because they've got that in their head. I'm like, no, no, no. So. Within a couple of weeks, it had a you know a few hundred followers, and it kind of runs itself now. I mean, there's a lot of energy on there, and they do a lot of cool events, and they're putting out those out there. And my stepfather loves it. <laughs> He's just he he loves it. He loves to connect with all of us. And and uh, I'm still working on my mom. I mean, I I will list that probably higher up as a case study than working with some of my you know, you know big clients because wow. I'm it's really important to me to make her life easier, and that's how mm-hmm. I see it. Does your no, mom ever refer to you as uh, ever say, uh, "Are you playing with your blueberry"? <laughs> no, but you know, okay, I I've heard I've like, heard that. That's one of my favorite yeah, things to hear from. Yeah, that generation. she she does do some silly things, but she, uh, you know, I, like I said, I come from the ad agency world, and I was I started out as a um, print production manager, 
And um, I would tell my mom over and over, Mom, I'm going on a press check, you know, I've got to let you go. And then I'd talk to her several days later, and she'd say, Honey, how was that press conference? Did you enjoy <laughs> So I loved it when I finally got her out and was able to show her what the printing press was and get her to understand that. And then she thought, oh, she felt silly, and we moved on. But like I said, I'll get her on the social media stuff. I'm going to get her on Facebook. That's that's awesome. Well, my, you know, my, my dad is still uh, – and uh, I just got him on a computer about uh, well, not even a year ago on a real computer I had him on um, on a, a what was that I can't even think of it web tv I had him on web tv for like 8 years and uh-huh. that was a big to do and then now I have him on the computer but I think facebook is like now the that would be the the the, the final frontier yeah if I have him yeah. tweeting uh, anything at all I'll be very excited yeah i i think with anything and you know these are all tools they're just they're just tools and is mm-hmm. is a hammer intimidating no you know but they're coming up so much faster. You know, things in technology are changing, and I think that's where the imitate or the intimidation comes from. But if you can approach it, I always say, look, if you're intimidated, step back and just say, what you know, dream for a minute with me. What do you want it to do for you? And just concentrate on that. Don't worry about all the other bells and whistles or what you're hearing from anybody else. Just concentrate on a couple things that you want it to do. Hence, you know, set some goals, and it will work for you. But it, it's no different than, you know, do you, um, I'm sure you go to the grocery store. Do you, have you ever gone without a list? Uh, yes. What happens when you don't have a list? Um, every little thing distracts me and, and calls to me, and I wind up buying things that I absolutely had no need for. Exactly. That I, I suddenly have to have, and all of a sudden I've spent lots more money than I intended to, and I have all this stuff that exactly. is probably mostly, mostly not very good for me. Yep. But that's that's the story here. So you, if you can create goals, I mean, the first thing that you've got to do when you embrace this, I, I feel for people that have got in for their business and just because they, they know everybody else is, and that's mm-hmm. the reason. That's the intention and the driving force. Everybody else is doing it, so therefore I need to be there. And really it should be no. It's no different than any other type of marketing where you need to first step back and say, why do I want to be there? Are my, you know, are my clients, customers, potential business, are they there? You know, am I, do I have a specific goal, a specific type of business and people that I'm trying to connect with? Why is it? You know, what, what is the goal that you want to be there? And if you can set them, it will be successful for you. Mm. But without them, you're kind of, you're swimming. <laughs> you know, you're swimming in, in some riptides, and, and it, it, you know, it's distracting. There's a lot of noise in the space. Oh, it absolutely is. But, you know, as for, for building relationships of all kinds, you know, one of the things I love to say is thanks to Facebook, I now have far more high school friends than I ever <laughs> had in high school. It's really kind of amazing. I mean, I have, I mean, I, not just people that are, like, on the list, and, but people I actually see and spend time with and talk to. I, I didn't even know who they are or barely knew who they were when I was in high school. And yeah. now we're like, hey, hey, what, what yeah. are we doing Saturday, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I might even be getting invited to a click. That's how exciting it is. To a what? To a click. A click. To a click. A click. However you say that. <laughs> I'm 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 being facetious, but that's funny. barely. <laughs> that's funny. No, I I I I, uh, I find some of those connections. Um, actually, a lot of them are very rewarding. Like reconnecting with someone, uh, you know, and and that you 
knew well in high school and lost touch with or didn't know too well, and then just gradually, you know, as you put out feeds and they put out feeds, you start to reconnect or relearn about them, and you, there's always that, huh, moment. Wow, I didn't know. I didn't know that's what you were doing. I've got to tell somebody about that, you know, <laughs> or you should do this, or you should talk to this person, and it's just, it's great. There's so many stories that have come out of that. Um, I mean, one day, I, I can tell you, the nicest thing anybody's ever done, and it was just so, t- it was, the timing was so right in Facebook. Um, a friend of mine that I knew in Dallas, um, we'd reconnected, and, uh, you know, I had a couple of really nice, like, uh, real conversations, real conversations, not just, you know, com- little quick comments on each other's posts or anything, but real conversations back and forth about some things and just, you know, big topics, not small talk. And then one day he just puts out a post that says, you know, sometimes that you just have to stop and be grateful for people in your life. And um, today I'm grateful for Stephanie Michelle. Made my day. Absolutely made my day. And, I, you know, you think, you think there's lots of people that are anti-technology and, you know, we're definitely worried about this privacy and stuff. But, like, that, that moment for me was, like, priceless. And it's, like, right there for me to see and for other people to see. And, you know, I know that's not like a business thing, but it actually is because in the middle of my day that charged me and gave me energy to, you know, do what else I needed to do that day. It was great, you know. So there's there's definite really sweet and cool personal stories that are coming out of um, having this ability to connect like this. Absolutely. So um, we, we have like three biggies that everyone talks about in this world. Uh, the social media world, mm-hmm. you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If, uh, are there any other ones that come to your mind? And, well, there there are, but not. But those uh, are like the three. To, those are like yeah, the three yeah. massive ones. Yeah. And then the one, I you know, there's, there are a couple that were probably important a year before that aren't even around anymore. Right. Um, yes, the world changes so much. But um, yeah, you, you were telling me. Uh, that uh, privately, that uh, you say LinkedIn is the most important. By far. By far. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a story. So I, like I said, I, I lived in uh, Dallas for 10 years and decided to move to Los Angeles. And I knew some casual acquaintances out here but didn't know too many people and um, did, heard about this LinkedIn thing. And I said, oh, that sounds so cool. You know, I'm, I'm going to check that out. And I can tell you, and you, you could challenge me on, on several different uh, opportunities, but I can tell you every single thing that I've done in terms of career and uh, clients and people now that I'm connected to has been through LinkedIn. I can trace it back like one or two degrees. Like, oh, I've got this project because I was referred to this pro- from this other one by this person that I met on LinkedIn. Or they all connect back to my first friend, who is just a dear mentor of mine out here. They connect back to her. <laughs> so I, I can't, for the, the life of me, figure out a reason why somebody shouldn't be on there. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the first place, like when I'm training a smaller organization and they're really trying to take on social media themselves, which I, I want people to try to do this and not push this to, towards some sort of admin type person because, you know, that's, you're, you're putting out, you, you don't want to, like, you know the DISC test, are you familiar, you've got to be familiar with the DISC um, profiling, leadership profiling. I'm actually not. You're not. It's, it's kind of like Marl's, or Marl's Brig, but it's, um, 
you know, it's testing your leadership skills, and, and I think uh, um, it will kind of chart out, like, are, are you more dominant or an influencer or, you know, are you more task-oriented or whatnot. Well, you definitely want your what they would call a high eye out there in your social media space because you want them to be able to connect and make, make friends, make, uh, uh, make some sort of connection to what you're doing. And, you know, too many people want to just put kind of say, oh, we'll just put this person on here, and they'll just kind of communicate little small things, and then they leave it, and they don't really get anything out of it. But when you approach it from a bigger, you know, from a bigger standpoint and you really spend some time going, who, who is it do I need to connect with out here and be real concerned about that, you know, that, that's, that's the way that you need to go. So you don't, like, it's, uh, and LinkedIn, LinkedIn is, um, you know, because it is a professional network, people are expecting you to reach out in a professional way, mm-hmm. you know, and they want to reach out peer-to-peer. You know, they want to see, like, if you're their CEO, they want to meet and connect with another CEO. So, you know, you wouldn't want to put, um, you know, a junior person managing your profile out there. You'd want to be that person. So I try to explain it sometimes. It's almost like a lifestyle change in terms of, like, how you're communicating now, and you really want to be a part of that. You don't want to really push that off to somebody else. So, so could you give me some uh, some examples or tips on, like, like I, I'm, on, I'm on LinkedIn, and I'll be honest with you, I really don't know how to make the most use of this. Um, I, I don't know if I'm connected to the right people, if I'm con- connected to enough people, or what to do with many of those people. Right. All right. Well, what the first thing that I would say is you have to create what I call the who list. And what's on the who list is kind of like our grocery list, is you sit down and you say, okay, you've made goals, right? You've decided that you're going to use these tools, social media tools, and mm-hmm. you've made some goals, like I need X amount more clients, or I want to be exposed to this industry, or um, I'm using it to hire people or um, bring big, big people to, together for an event, you know, whatever the goal is. And then you do your who list. And on the who list is anything, it might be like a dream list of clients. You might have actual names of people that you want to connect with. You might have actual names of businesses that you want to connect with. And you you will know maybe titles of the people that would be probably interested in your products or services. And you keep drilling that down, and you'll find um, you can even think about characters characteristics of people and keywords like what what's important to the people that you want to meet and connect with right Mm -hmm. and you use those to really develop your strategy on linkedin so you're going to use those in your profile because you want to when you reach out to people have some sort of uh, similar energy so they can see oh i can see why this person is reaching out to me i sometimes call them a points of fellowship you know don't be afraid to say where you went to, to college or we have some kind of similar interests. I mean, the easiest conversation starters are, oh, I see you're, you're a parent or you're a passionate golfer or you're, you love wine. So do I. You know, don't be afraid to put those in there. But, and then you, you use those in your profiles. You use those to search for people. But most importantly, and, and the biggest goldmine and, you know, a value on LinkedIn is those groups. So you can search by topic for groups to get in and, and, and communicate and have conversations with. And so what – and the groups should be relevant to, like, hey, if I am looking for clients, I know that they are interested in this stuff, so I'm going to join this group, and I might answer a question, and um, I'm going to be in a feed that stays, that's, that stays out there. It's archived out there. So it's not just, like, you talking to one person in a coffee shop. Now, like, several eyeballs can see it. 
And I will tell you over and over and over again, when I answer a question or put my own out there, I get a client from it over and over again. I'm booked for a conference in Vegas because of that. You know, things like it's, it's very, it's, cause it's, it's, an, it's just got like this, like more people are listening to us at one time, and that's what these groups are allowing people mm-hmm. you know, to do. And they're very focused, you know, so you can get into ones that are relevant to what your interests are. Okay. Do, are you in any groups? I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. I'm yeah. like on my page right now. I'm not even sure where under groups. Oh, my groups, I'll tell you in a second. If yeah. I'm in groups. I'm in, yes, I'm in several groups. So you've probably set your settings up where you're not getting notices of new questions and posts in the group, and you can change it. Like I think you can get them daily, weekly, um, or not get them at all, and you might want to experiment and put turn some on you know, and start to see um, which groups you can really see an opportunity for you to present yourself because it's mostly going to be through someone's asked a question and you go, oh, ho, ho, I happen to know the answer to that. That happens to be my, my expertise. So you can get on there and put out a very articulate answer to something and then people go, oh, Coach Andrew, you seem to know what you're talking about. Tell me more. So the groups and, and, you, ha- and you do have to, you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to have to, um, you know, spend a little time with it because you will, you can have up to 50 groups at any time. Mm-hmm. And um, some groups are formed with people that get this, that that use it exactly the way that I, that I'm speaking about, and others may not. And so you'll see that, you know, you'll see that what's happening and how articulate the conversations are, and choose to get those ones delivered to your inbox, and and then maybe get out of other groups that are not working as as well for you. How many groups are you in at the moment? <laughs> I stay in 50 at all times. Really? But I, oh, yeah, I, but uh-huh. I change them in and out. Uh-huh. So sometimes I'm in them for clients' needs, so I'm vetting information and, um, or researching information. But I, I, I max out. I could have up to 100. <laughs> I wish I could have more, but I'll, I'll change them out. I'll just swap them out based on what's going on or what goals that I have on my plate at any given time. And, you know, and sometimes, I'll, you know, to be honest with you, the goal might be I don't want any of those emails coming in because I'm so focused on something else. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the luxury, I think, of all, all social networkers, all social media. You still do control it. I mean, you, you can and control how much information is coming at you. You know, you can have a lot or you can have a little, and you can change that based on your needs. Are you looking? You're looking at the groups right now, aren't no, you? No, I know. I'm listening to you. Although I did, by the way, while, while you were speaking, I did connect to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can tell you just recently, because um, mm-hmm. this is a big pet peeve of mine, um, I was in, I'm in a social media group. And, and this is another thing, too. So when you're novicely, you know, getting into, like, these groups for the first time, you're probably naturally going to say, oh, I'm a marketing person. I should be in this marketing group, which, you know, doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you're probably going to be talking to people just like you or looking for the same work that you're looking for. So mm-hmm. think past that. So that's number one. But I do stay in some social media groups because I want to be able to tell my clients at any given time that, you know, I read up to 100 Google Alerts a day and, you know, I know the space and what's changing and what new tools are on the market. And um, I want to see what people are talking about. So <clears throat> I was in one social media group. I'm not going to say the name of the group. And okay. a post came through, 
and um, someone had put out there, oh, here's this new great thing, how you can get a 1,000 followers on Twitter. And I have to tell you that that, that one phrase alone it just makes my blood pressure go oh, like through makes the makes my skin crawl and your blood pressure uh, rise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just, you know. And it, so the first thing was, like, why is someone in social media groups saying this? Because that's just the, the, the most misinformed information or the, mm-hmm. the worst way to lead someone down the path of social media is to give them tactics that will grow 1,000 followers. Because, number right. one, like, anybody can do that. It's really the easiest thing that you can do. It's the easiest thing that I can, you know, train anybody to do. But when you're just concentrating, concentrating on the uh, quantity of followers, you are not concentrating on the quality. And everything that I teach and believe in is about vetting and finding the exact right people and businesses to connect with. So, so what? You build up a thousand followers in 48 hours, you know, or, or two, two days, or you know, four days, or whatever. They're not vetted. They probably don't care what you're doing, and, and oftentimes you've built up probably 70% of them with ML, MLM people mm-hmm. and um, porn. <laughs> or, so it's just, it's not like anybody that's really going after just the quantity is really missing the boat on this stuff. And you, you will get tuned out, too. I mean, when you're fast connecting like that, you know, there are some people that still are doing it. I don't understand why, but you won't really be perceived as, as um, you know, I'm not reading your stuff. You know, it's just... Right. It's 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 not you know it's not going to work for you. So I'm kind of an advocate for bad information, or you know I, I just feel for people because I do believe there's so much value in this space that I hate it to see them get misinformed or have the wrong expectations um, and you know leave it because they just didn't get it or they got the you know they tried to do something, spent all this time because that's always the other thing that I hear. Oh my gosh, it's so time consuming. You know how do you have time to do this? Well. If you set goals and you you know you um, stay on a course and you're consistent with the time you decide, it's not time consuming. But if you're all over the place with no strategy, no goals, yeah, it's going to be time consuming for so sure. Strategy and goals, and what, what what might be a good strategy? I guess we we're kind of moved over to Twitter, it seems, which is fine. Um, but what would be some good strategies? Mm. Well, Twitter, I I like to say that. Twitter is more of a uh, resource. Like I, I use it more as a tool than a social network. And what I mean by that is I really love the real-time search engine in it. And as you know, a marketing professional, I know that I don't have to be, I, I don't have to rely on um, hunches or you know statistics. I, I can go at any given time into something that has a real-time search engine and see what people are talking about or how they think on a particular subject, which is very, very valuable when you're trying to, you know, develop strategy and marketing and making sure that you're communicating to people the way they, they want to be communicated to. So I use it for that, you know, to, like, mm-hmm. look at topics and see really how the world is trending on particular topics. And I use it to maybe find people that I want to connect with for clients because essentially I say in that who list that I think everybody should create, you should pretty much do one and then use all three of the social networks that we've identified, you know, as being the big ones, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You should use that who list in all of them to see who you can find that match up with what you've put on there, right? But 
use them, meet them, start a conversation with them, and maybe pull them somewhere else. Get them in a phone call on an email mm-hmm. because, again, we're talking about relationship building. You want to convert that. You want to give them to your website probably first and foremost because mm-hmm. you're selling something there and you want them to really see and hear what you're all about because you're not going to be able to do that in 140 characters. So I just say it's kind of like, you know, it's a great tool to use, but I usually bring them, bring people that I'm connecting with in Twitter that I've found on Twitter somewhere mm-hmm. else. Um, I try to, you know, try to connect with them on LinkedIn because there's tools there that are easier and, and more robust to, uh, you know, stay in touch with people. I mean, I'm, again, not limited to 140 characters to communicate. Right. Um, and then Facebook, I mean, I, you know, I use Facebook probably the most, so I want to get them on Facebook. I, you know, I can share more there. It's easier to share images. It's easier to share articles. It's, you know, you can write more. You can connect, as we've already talked, you know, connect them to other people. It's just, it's it's much easier. And I'm not not blindsided by spam and, and, and the noise as much <laughs> on the quite other a lot. network. Quite a lot. Of so, yeah. now, what would you do with, uh, for example, you have uh, an account with thousands of quote-unquote followers. A lot of them are junk followers, right? Yeah. Okay. What would you do with somebody like that? Would you want to delete those people? Would you try to start you over? Know, there used to be a tool, and I think Twitter blocked it now. That was called mm-hmm. Karma something or other, and I'd used it a couple times. That you could actually go and pull up all of your followers and unfollow them because you, you know, you could you'd see their little profile pics and you go, I don't even know who that person is, or mm-hmm. that looks like porn, or you know, I'm not sure where that one came from. And you could do bulk on follows at one time. Yeah, you still and, can. There's some other tools. I've, I I was playing with them just last week, so I have a I have a few that are, that I know work. Yeah. Do you remember any of the names? No, no, not off the top of my head, but I'll send them to no. you. Uh, yeah, I'm, like I have to know that now. But <laughs> so I I've done that a couple times, and um, and in and I think you should kind of maintenance a Twitter account, but you really don't have to if you um, have made the decision from the get-go that it's going to be about quality over quantity. Right, but I'm I'm really speaking to the situation where you haven't decided that from the get-go. You've already created, uh, established something. Uh, Are you better off uh, cleaning house, uh, starting over with a new name? I mean, we're just building from where you are. Yeah, I've started over. I have three accounts on Twitter, and I've started Mm -hmm. over. And uh, you know, made that decision because of it. Because you could, I could have easily changed the name on the first account, which I thought that was kind of inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, seemed kind of bait and switch. Like I built it up off communicate. My first account on Twitter is Love More Now, and I would put a lot of um, my my personal model of Love More feared last. Like I would have had that, but it was too long. But um, but I put a by lot. By the way, of, mine is Dream Big, Live Bigger. I love it. <laughs> it's good. Um, yeah, that's good. So I I'd put a a lot of stuff out there, just you know, positive little quotes that I'd hear from uh, different people and and news stories, and and kind of kept to that theme. And mm-hmm. that was my my account to kind of get uh, you know get my get my feet wet. And so I you know I was seduced by the noise and went for more people and was pretty um, pretty pretty open about who I was connecting with, and uh, I would have done things differently if I would known what I know now. Um, so 
I just left that account the way that it is, and I still use it to communicate, and um, I still interact with some people that I established there, but they know where I am other places, and they know where where I'm uh, staying online more. So I don't know. I mean, I... I don't. I wouldn't want to. I think it's almost best to start over. I mean, I think everybody has gone through a learning curve, mm-hmm. and if you really believe, as I believe, that it's all about quant or quality, then you're going to start over. You know, and at at the end of the day, it's it's again, it's the it's the relationship. I mean, you're really trying to build up something where people really see you have value, and you've taken the time to kind of connect and know, and you're excited about and their tweets come across, and you're like, oh, that was so cool, and you share it with somebody else. So um, I don't I, – I, I don't, for the time that it's going to take, because any of those tools even clean it up are going to take some time, I think it's best to mm-hmm. start over. Yeah, I'm thinking of, like, people who are uh, have really not just big followings but really good followings. Uh, one of my favorite people to follow is uh, Peter Shankman, also known as Skydiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, – who I've known for a few years, and uh, you know, one of the things about him, I mean, he's very, you know, this is just his life is totally in his tweets. Yeah. He's very, you yeah. know, you know all about his yeah whatever's going on with him, which is kind of interesting. But what I what really impresses me that he could put something out like, oh, is anybody in the airport in Chicago? Uh, we'll have drinks, and within five minutes, we'll have three people having or ten or twenty having drinks with him. Yeah, because that the, these are quality followers. If he if he says, "Oh man, I'm like so annoyed at uh, whatever hotel chain at what they did," he gets a call from them because people are paying attention to him. Absolutely, and you know, and one of the reasons they pay attention to him um, outside of the fact that he really is amazing and he knows what he's talking about is just the consistency in what he puts out there. So people, you know, they're entertained by him sharing his story, and, and they know that he's going to put other good information out there, and they really stay t- tuned with him. It's like watching a good, you know, TV show or just good entertainment. But he's really consistent about how he presents himself. And, you know, there's other people, again, because we, we've all gone through our learning curve. You know, we've all gone through a learning curve on, on, on Twitter. And you, you might have started doing one thing, and you've changed your communication. And, you know, you might have built interest based on something you're doing, and then you switched, and maybe somebody hasn't unfollowed you, but they're really not paying attention to you anymore. Right. So it's it's kind of, you know, it, again, I'm going to say the word strategy. You know, you really have to think before you just get into the space, why are you there and what do you intend to do and stay consistent about it. And what what are the best kinds of things to really put out there? It, you know, depends on what your goals are. And I know that's a very big are. question. Yeah, but I will... Always say, always, 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 because if we're going to talk about relationships and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the basic skills of having a conversation, the best thing that you can do is ask a question. You know, I mean, ask a question. <laughs> That's yeah. going to start some engagement, uh, you know, <clears throat> and, and, and experiment with asking questions. And don't get frustrated if nobody answered your question. I mean, but just continue to start dialogue with that. People love quotes. You know, we all have crazy, stressful days, and it's nice to see something nice come across the desk that, oh, that's, that made me laugh, that made me feel good, you know, um, that there was some wisdom in that, in that, that uh, piece they put out. People like photos. <laughs> you like mm-hmm. to see a nice photo. Um, you know, it it's, it's, uh, sounds cliche, but, you know, positive energy goes a long way. 
Sure. And uh, I think that when you think, and, and again, I said this earlier too, you know, when you think sort of mutual, that, hey, <clears throat> I might have found it interesting that I changed the creamer in my coffee, but really, is anybody else <laughs> interested in that? You know, you got to think about it maybe before you put it out there. You should be thinking anyways for two reasons, like for that reason, because not everybody may be interested in the same little things that you're doing, the mundane life things that you're doing every day. So don't waste their time. We have busy lives. And um, and then uh, you have to think about privacy. You know, I mean, the, sure. the younger generations are having the hardest time with this, but we this stuff is getting archived out there, and, you know, mm-hmm. you really shouldn't, if you're still in the working class, I mean, really you should not be putting out profanity um, or, you know, the crazy night that you had last night and how many cocktails you had. I mean, have cocktails all you want, but don't tell anybody that online. I mean, it just it will and can come back to reflect poorly on you. And, you know, it's just you can do those things in your mm-hmm. smaller networks and Facebook, but, like, Twitter is just not the place to put out that kind of stuff. It's the opposite of Vegas. It's the opposite of Vegas. Yes, what happens in Twitter does not stay in Twitter. In Twitter, it really, it really does not. It really does not. So you gotta, you gotta think, think before you treat. <laughs> think before you tweet. That, that is a, a very good motto. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, especially if you're, if you're in a working environment, you're not in, you're not your own boss, or and even if you are, it could, the things you say could really have an impact on how potential clients might look at you. Right. And, you know, it's hard, too, because I, I could say um, I could say turquoise, okay? I could say the color turquoise, and you might see turquoise as a different way than I see turquoise. Mine's a little darker, more on the blue side. Yours is more on the green, right? So we don't get to connect emotion or images to everything that we put out. And when we're limited to 140 characters, we might choose to use words that are we just chose them because they were shorter, and somehow in what you put out there is misinterpreted by somebody else, or they're having a bad day, and they read emotion into it, and all of a sudden, you're a jerk. <laughs> You've hurt their feelings, you offended them, you didn't even know, you know. So this, like, it's just so, there's so much assumptions that can be made in short communication. Um, I, I say, like, even texting, I, I worry sometimes about my younger nieces and nephews, where um, they they don't get the the joy of anticipation anymore. Like when we were in school and we liked, you know, I liked a boy and, you know, and I, I got to like wonder if he was going to meet me in the cafeteria or at the school dance or whatever. I, I had to anticipate that and I had to, and I got to experience feelings because of that. Mm-hmm. But now they're texting. They're like, are you going to be there? Okay, no. Or, okay, bye. Or, or right on. Or, oh my God, you know, are there all the acronyms and they just right. don't get, get that. And it, it's, it's sad because it's not, you know, there's a emotional intelligence and emotional development that's not kind of happening because of that. So, no, that was I digress a little bit, but you know, you, you really have to be careful because people do not read everything exactly the way you think you said it. You know, I'm I'm using this um, little service called Quitter. 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 Uh, it, yeah. it, it basically gives you uh, reports on who stopped following you. Wow. And. Um, in the beginning, when I, they, they've changed it, but the first few weeks that I was using it, they would, they would say, uh, shortly after you posted this tweet, the following people stopped following you. Huh. And you know, and you would think, did, did I did, did I say something that got these people off? And then what I've discovered though is a lot of them 
a lot of them are using these automations. So if like if somebody follows you and you don't follow them back within a certain period yeah, of time, they decide to quit you. And then there are the other people, yeah. the, the vile people, who, who follow you. And if you follow them, then they unfollow you. Yeah. But those are just yeah. very strange people. I, I tend to stay away from those tools. Like the monitoring and the measuring that I want to do is, uh, you know, in most cases I'm driving traffic to a website, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking at Google Analytics and just seeing what the conversion rate is. Mm-hmm. And like anything else, I'm like it's kind of, I call it the noise. It's just the right. noise. Like you could go crazy. You could really, literally go crazy <laughs> looking at that stuff because you're like, what did I do? You know? <laughs> I didn't mean it, man. I lost a friend. <laughs> I'm a good guy, I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it's sometimes, I mean, I even worry about some of the um, social media um, bloggers or you know that are reporting on these tools because it's like you're so caught up in the tools. Like, are you living? You know, like, are you, you know, are you experiencing this? And, and mm-hmm. I, and I tend, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely in the bucket. I can't speak of this enough. I mean, I just look at it like, yeah, the te- the technology is great, but without the people, it's nothing, you know. And and I know people are connected to those profiles, and 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 connecting with those people, the right people for me or for, you know, my my clients. That's what I'm focused on. I mean, and and I'm going to move them somewhere else. I'm not right. not going to just keep them there. I'm going to keep. I'm going to have them go along with me and wherever I need them to be, um, you know, and get them offline. You know, do an event. Um, uh, meet in person, <laughs> have a copy. You know, in person? Things. Oh my God! I know it's crazy. It's shocking! It's, it's very shocking. How how uh, how 1900s? <laughs> I know. So so uh, Stephanie, could you give me some good examples of social media working well? Oh yeah. So my absolute favorite right now, and I I just find that this company is really the first to really understand how to harness the power of social media is Groupon or is um, Groupons. I'll tell you about Groupon in a second, but is uh, Groupons. And why it's so great is the one thing I truly believe if, if um, at at the heart of any good social media strategy is the, is a thought process that is mutual. Okay. So it's back to this mutually beneficial, even if it's just spreading cool content, right? If you're spreading it or you're putting cool content out there, some kid wants to be perceived as cool, so he's going to spread it to all his friends, that's mutually beneficial, okay? Mm-hmm. So what group, what uh, Groupons has done is they said, all right, we're going to have some real cool deal, you know, and they, they do it regionally and by cities, um, and we're going to put it out every day, and these are fantastic deals. Like, they're like 70% off something. So like, um, uh, like yoga works, like unlimited yoga, a month of yoga for 20 bucks, you know. And you can sign up for this group or you can purchase this, this Groupon. And, uh, and, uh, but the, there's a catch. Like, a, oh, in order for you to get it, several other people have to do this too. So now you're encouraged to share it and pass it along social media to your friends and family because you're only going to get that great deal if other people get it too. And then what happens with that, there's a call to action, you know, there's a quick call to action. So mm-hmm. the company that's put it out there, they know that they're going to get X amount of business by the end of this day. Um, all the people that are sh- sharing and spreading like that all benefits them because they're now, now going to get this great deal. And if you, uh, if one of your like a friend signs up and purchases their first first Groupon, you get a ten dollar referral. So 
this is like, and they, and then they have their own team of social networkers in each city that are out there putting these things out there too. But they, you know, they raised thirty million dollars when our uh, economy was really in a bad, bad, bad position. So if that doesn't tell you like how people are really paying attention to this particular type of business model, I don't know what is. And I think mm-hmm. they just raised another hundred million. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it's you know it's mutually beneficial. It's not a big you know it's not big science here. It's mutually beneficial. They've created something that gives everybody a reason to spread and pass along. So they're my favorite. I think they're doing it well. You know, when when you say a hundred million, I was just thinking that that to you or me, a hundred million dollars is like a tremendous amount of money. Or to Michael Bloomberg, a pretty good day. Mhm. Not bad at all. Not a bad day. <laughs> Not bad at all. <laughs> Not bad at all. It's all it's all uh, perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell, tell me tell me about uh, Grubel. So Grubel, sorry, it's like inner. It's That's on like my Gruber. mind. So I was, yeah, it's so close to Groupons and Google. <laughs> um, so Grubel is a new website that is also saying like we're going to give you a reason to really share your information because really let's let me back up one step. Like all of this social media and social networking is about data mining. You know that's mm-hmm. when you're on somewhere and. and and groups are forming and numbers are calculating, like, you know, people are mining that data. And let's be real about that. Let's be transparent about that. Mm-hmm. So Grubel is a place where you're like, yes, we're collecting names uh, for particular issues, but there's, we're collecting it to give it back to you in power, which essentially means it's like you can – it's a corporate responsibility website, basically, or consumer rights website, and you can put out what's called a Grubel, and, um, and it's something that you're kind of griping about. Like, you know, my, my favorite one right now is uh, I discovered that as a single woman, I pay the same for my phone services, for my cell phone services, as my friends that had their spouse and two or three children on their plan. And I was just, like, so amazed. Like, how can you have the same exact services and have four people on your plan and we pay the same? I mean, isn't that, like, discriminating? <laughs> like, mm. what's wrong here? So. I can put that Grubel out, and I can share and spread that and share that with all my friends via social media and get them to sign it. And what this company is committed to doing is at the end of the month, they're taking the ones that have the most signatures, and they're really going to knock on doors and say, hey, guys, look at this. There's 100,000 people that say this is wrong, and they're ready to, like, go somewhere that's going to, like, give them better service or a better price. Will you do something about it? Do you want this business? And they report, you know, in a very – Michael Moore kind of style what happens when they call out, um, you know, these corporations or industries. Mm-hmm. So it's got an entertainment value. And, uh, and the person who posted the Grubel that uh, has the most signatures for the month also wins a cash prize. So there's a lot of mutual energy in that, too. And I, I just like the idea. I mean, I, 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 go, I put my advocacy hat on again. I, I hate bad customer service. and. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty pretty even keeled, positive kind of person. But I just I hate knowing that something is happening repeatedly and and somebody won't say something. So I always want to campaign that, you know. And I love the idea of doing this and you know and harnessing people numbers under like specific things that people share, you know, a concern or a gripe with, and they can put it out one time instead of being. A, on a customer service line for three hours, right. you know, trying to convince one person that their one account means something to them. 
And that so one I, person I, is probably like Steve in India. Yeah, yeah. Bob. Bob like, in hey, India. Hey, this is uh, this is Steve. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm I, I am I this is a project that I worked on and I'm pretty pretty excited about it for many reasons. But mm-hmm. um, by the way, if any if if anybody thinks that though that, that something like this can't have an effect, I think the probably one of the most effective pieces of, you know, rise up moments in, in, in recently is the Betty White on Saturday Night Live thing. Yeah. I mean, where there's people were just so, get this woman on Saturday Night Why is she not on Saturday Night Live? And, and this is a show that traditionally never listens to anybody, but eventually yeah. became so big, they finally said, okay, okay, we'll do it. And they put her on. And, of course, that was one of their best numbers in years. Yeah. Well, and it just goes back to what you were talking about earlier. Like, you've got somebody like Peter Shankman that has a ton of influence, mm-hmm. and he speaks one time about customer service gone wrong, and, you know, people are paying attention to that, yeah. and they want to correct that real quick because they know he has influence. And it's easy for you to do so. Like, any company can Google their name or Twitter their name and see that people are talking about them. And, and if they don't have one person that's doing that full-time, they're missing the boat. They're missing the boat because all of this stuff is really, all the social media tools, it's really putting the power in the consumer's hands. Now we just need to know how to use it wisely. Yeah, it's like a completely, um, it's a huge power shift from yeah. corporate corporate to, to uh, individual and uh, individuals and mass. Yeah. It's really amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. We, we've done some preliminary calls on this um, Gruble project to companies, and it's interesting. We're, we're, we're debating how we're going to approach some of the, the, what do they call them, the, I don't know, consumer advocate letters. or They, they have somebody in charge of corporate responsibility, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're really hard to get a hold of. And you'd think, well, if I'm a consumer and that's your title, why can't I get a hold of you? But the, the form letters that are sent are hilarious it's such an oxymoron on what you really think customer service should be so we're trying to figure out what to do with them because it's uh it's it's textbook it's it's quite interesting so stephanie michelle guess what we're just about out of time we're down to our last uh, about minute and a half here so So now would be a really good time for you to let everyone know how to find you what what's what's next and all that good stuff Sure, sure. So, like you said, actually, socialbling.org is more my blog, mm-hmm. so you can uh, find more of my thoughts. I sometimes go on and on in what I call platform pieces that have a lot of information in it, but um, I don't advise that for most bloggers. You keep things kind of short, and there's some of those posts there as well. And um, socialbling.com is my business website, and it tells more about the services and things that we do there. And uh, between the two and then all of the events um, that are public, whether speaking engagements or some of the events that Social Bling is sponsoring, are also listed in both places. Okay, great. Well, thank you so very, very much for being on my show. I'll make sure I correct that uh, link uh, on the show page. Thanks, everyone, for listening tonight. Again, you can find me on myfuturecoach.com. Twitter at twitter.com slash Coach Andrew. We'll be back next week at the same time. It will be my last Thursday show before moving to Monday nights. Everyone have an outstanding next seven days, and we'll see you next week. Good night.